Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Dr. Nashita du Solheim. How are you doing, Nashita? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. This is actually one of my favorite times of year. I spend a lot of time with family and friends, and we're all keeping warm and cozy indoors with the cold weather outside. And I'm based in Stavanger in Norway. Good to see you this Thanks. morning, Uber. Yeah, same here, same here. And we had some tech issues before, and it's really a pleasure having you here on the show today, finally. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I think we should both be grateful for our virtue of patience and yes. persistence. We got here at the end. I think it's, we're already talking about a good uh, kind of like foundation for, for relationships. So I'm really looking forward to uh, more of that. <laughs> Likewise. Wonderful. CEO of Progressing Minds and author of bestseller, The Leadership uh, Pin Code. Her TEDx talk about uh, psychopath has over 800,000 views on YouTube. And she's a doctor in clinical neuro and forensic psychology. So I think your mission to close the gap between your intention and the impact you want to have is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Nashita. <laughs> thank you, Uber. And thank you so much for the invitation to come and chat with you. Yay. So let's get to it. So my first question to you is, so who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? You know, I'm, this question comes up quite often. You know, what's your ideal client? And I'd like to change the question, if I may. I like to talk about what are the kinds of situations I like to help people with, because it isn't a particular client or company that I'm seeking. I'm really there interested in the kinds of challenges they have. And the kinds of challenges I like to help people with are, and it's typically leaders, maybe at the top of the game, have been there for quite a long time, have very high performing environments where they're facing challenges through big changes in the company, or they're facing challenges with perhaps integrating different parts of the business. They may feel they have silos that aren't working so well together. And what they're really trying to do is really get the potential out of all the moving parts of the business. And for the leaders themselves, they are often struggling with perhaps making connections with one or two individuals, key stakeholders, or really getting that team to work together. And I call that the challenge, really, of being able to have your best influence. So that's really my ideal client. If you recognize yourself in that picture, then and maybe I'd add to that also, they often have very little time and feel very pressured. So I love to work with people who enjoy high tempo environments, need to move quickly and are looking for practical help in how they can have that best influence. Well, well, thank you for, for uh, helping us to get really to the nitty gritty and to put that into the context uh, of your clients so we can see and feel and perceive essentially uh, what's it like uh, to have these challenges that you help with. And we are uh, humans. Uh, well, most of us are, right? <laughs> so <laughs> what are common mistakes, um, you know, your clients typically make when trying to solve that kind of problem? 
you know, we all, I think we're all human. I love that you started with that. And we all make mistakes, right? So I want to start from the point of you know, humility, that this is not about trying to change people or point out their faults or difficulties. But some, I think some of the most common mistakes we all make, and particularly I then see in, in leaders in these high pressured environments, is the assumptions we make that what working for us will work for other people. And perhaps sometimes why we don't get traction with other people in our relationships is because we come from a place of, well, this works for me. This is how I like to communicate. This is what I think is valuable and important. So I'm just going to assume that that's also going to work for you. And then I find myself meeting resistance or pushback or perhaps even conflict. So I think one of the most common mistakes I see is the assumption that, you know, what works for me, we call it the golden rule in psychology, you know, the way I like to be treated or what works for me will work for you. And we've moved far from that now in psychological terms to something called the platinum rule, which is much more about not what works for me might work for you, but let me figure out what works for you that might be very different to what I'm used to or what I prefer. So my platinum rule is I'm going to treat you or communicate with you in the way that best works for you. So this is a uh, yeah amazing insight because it shifts uh, the mindset from the me to the you and hopefully right. at one point to the we <laughs> and us, right? Exactly. And I love that you said that, Uwe, because it really is, if we think relationship, it's really about what happens between us. It's not about me and you or me versus you. It's really about what we create in that dialogue or that relationship when we come together. Right, we're already deep diving here. Wonderful. We deep diving. I'm nerdy about this, so you can you can take me in deep into raise, this conversation. Raise your hand if you're nerding. <laughs> Fantastic. Nashita, I love it. Um, so before I ask Nashita, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Nashatia, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue that we're just elaborating? Well, the platinum rule is, is obviously one tip I've just shared. You know, think about how other people might need to receive the information you're going to share or experience the situation that you're creating. But I think another tip would be, you know, I, I call this the, the ABC in, and it's really what I talk about in my book, but the ABC framework is very simple, very practical. It's not rocket science, but it can really turn around a conversation that maybe is getting sticky or you feel isn't going the way both of you would like. And it's to think about the ABC in this way. Be prepared. Your A is for advanced preparation. So, you know, give a little more thought to the conversation you're going to have. You know, be prepared. What do you need to know about the other person? What kind of questions might be useful? what might be sensitivities you need to be aware of. Then think about the B, which is your body language. You know, sometimes we give away signals over that we're not even aware of, or we are, but we don't think to maybe just, you know, how am I going to come across when I'm going to have this conversation? Do I look irritated? Am I carrying a lot of stress and tension? Am I giving away the idea that this is awkward? And that's just going to perhaps make the other person feel similarly awkward. And then the C in the ABC is, is the conversation. And that's really thinking about how can I phrase what I'm going to say so that the other person is going to be open-minded and willing to hear it. So three tips there, actually. A, B, C, your advanced preparation, your body language and your conversation. Just give some thought to those before you jump into that, that next meeting. 
Excellent. And I, I just think <laughs> we both were kind of like internally checking off the boxes with each other. <laughs> right. <in> that call. <laughs> no so, doubt. I mean, you, you did your advanced preparation, Uber, I'm sure of it. And I know I did. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And what, what the audience doesn't know is kind of like it took us three times to really get to that interview today. And so, right. you know, you, you might have been kind of like on the way, kind of like, oh, gosh, it, it's it going to go into something dreading. Or why? Why not? And, you know, being embarrassed, you know, me kind of like asking, hey, are we on? No, no, no. We, we managed to some other day. It's all OK. So it's just kind of like finding okay. back to the basics. And uh, yes, I did research you. In advance, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Uber, can I pick up on something? And I think it's really sure. beautiful what you've shared there, which is, you know, we yes, we had some technical challenges and logistical challenges in getting this meeting together, and, and here we are, and it's wonderful. But if we assume the best intentions of each other, then we will carry on trying to find that opportunity. You know, and I think that's really at the heart of, of relationships, is if we're going to assume anything, assume the best intentions give the opportunity to the other person to show up in their best and you may just create that wonderful moment together. Oh, thank you. I'm already getting into goosebumps territory here. So <laughs> <laughs> keeping it uh, alive until the end. <laughs> so, right. Nasatya, uh, exactly. So, Nasatya, um, uh, I want to give you also uh, the platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help with that, but also in a broader sense. So I'm real, really into very practical tips that can be used quite quickly and immediately. There are other things that I, I share in, in both my work and my book that, that require a bit more preparation and skill, but there's some very easy things we can do. So if people would like a free resource, they can go onto my website. Um, my name, as, it's, as you see it on the screen, Nashita Dow Solheim. I know it's a little bit of a, a mouthful. You can just key in Nashita and it might come up. My personal website has a pop-up where you can sign up for a seven-day course where you will get tips each day for seven days on how you can use that ABC framework and change small things in your daily practice immediately that will be of value and use. I get great feedback on that mini course. So that's, uh, that's free and on my website. I bet you get because uh, the, the way you describe just the situations of your clients. So I know that this is very tangible and very helpful to anyone who's uh, checking uh, your resource out. So thank you for sharing that, Nashatya. It's really appreciated. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? I thought a lot about this, uh, Uber, and there's, you know, a few questions that people tend to not ask. And I think one of them for me is really why I do what I do, what drives me to do what I do. Because I've worked in corporate business myself. I've worked in the public sector, in ministries. Um, I've worked in, in my own business, of course. But really what drives me to do what I do, I think, links to the kinds of things that I share with my clients. And what drives me is I've worked as a leader myself and I've worked alongside leaders for a very long time more years than I want to mention. And the one of the key observations I've made is that when we see cultures within organizations or teams or groups of people where people are maybe fearful of each other or not very open when they're collaborating or perhaps struggling to really work together because there are so many differences in the team. One of the things that really drove me was the importance of the leader in being able to effect changes in those groups and those environments. That yes, there's a responsibility for the individual team members, but the 
biggest bang for the buck is in how the leader creates an environment that really makes people feel safe. We call it psychological safety, safe enough to be able to show up at their best and sometimes not at their best, but still get the work done. And the more I saw that, the more I realized the skills that I had trained in as a psychologist way back when I was working with offenders in maximum security, when I worked with the military, in, you know, with returning from war zones. And then when I worked in business, I just saw that the psychological skills I was trained in were really useful for me as a leader. I started to bring some of those experiences that didn't seem obviously relevant immediately to the environment I was working in. But as a leader myself, I started to draw on those skills. And I then thought, you know, I think this is the kind of work that some of the clients I have now would, would appreciate and benefit from. And the more I started to share some of my own skills and the way I handled difficult people, you know, we talked about psychopaths at the beginning, people who are very challenging and resistant and maybe not motivated for change. The more I shared some of the things that I tried there, the more leaders came back to me and said, that's been really helpful when I'm dealing with somebody who's very different to me or I experience is very difficult. Um, and I haven't thought about using some of those very quite easy and tangible psychological tips. So that's why I, why I do what I do. Well, thank you for connecting all the dots here and also sharing, uh, you know, the origin of your backstory and your experience or your vast amount of experiences, essentially uh, what you did uh, before you're just focusing on the leaders right now and said just no, that you are focusing on the leaders now. Right. <laughs> no disrespect right. to you. <laughs> no, of because, course. <laughs> because I think it's really amazing and uh, very, very um, valuable what you're doing uh, with uh, leaders and coming from that uh, um, background, having these deep uh, insights is, is super, super thoughtful and helpful in the work you do. And uh, we're getting into uh, Goosebumps territory already, as I said before, and this is also my final question to you today, and it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced Goosebumps with your family and why? Oh, I. this is a really beautiful personal story moment. I have a son who's now 18 years old and he turned 18 in October. And the goosebump moment was he passed his driving test two weeks later. And he, I was traveling, I travel a lot with my work and he texted me when I was coming back quite late at night at the airport. And I said, you know, don't wait up for me, go to bed. I'll see you in the morning. And just before I, I landed, he sent me a text. He said, I'm going to come and pick you up. And he drove for the first time on his own and he picked me up at the airport and I had a real goosebump moment that my, you know, and he hates me saying it, but my baby was now a full grown man and driving his own car and picking me up at the airport and looking after, out for his mum. So, yeah, I still get goosebumps when I think about that moment. Yes, we all are. Very proud. <laughs> uh, I'm very yes. proud. Yes, we can feel that. I'm getting really teary right now. So this is yeah, me too. It's Yay. it's something, isn't it, about seeing your children growing yes. up and and seeing the the wonderful adults they become. Yeah, indeed it is. So thank you, Nashatir, for this amazing, beautiful uh, goosebumps moment uh, with your loved ones, and uh, also thank you for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you, and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today. Over, thank you so much. And, you know, for, for the experience today, for sticking with the logistical challenges we had in getting here and a really lovely conversation. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcasts 
Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at ube.corn.com.